0: Hi, this is Don Dock, and, and you're listening to Dave and Shane. Watch their show because they're really cool guys. Hey, everybody, this is Joel Inter. Hi, everybody. This is Rob Halford, the 3 oh yeah, this is Steve Ricky. Hey, folks are is Rick to triumph from the Talking Rock with Dave and Shane. Oh! <laughs> I don't hit the high notes. (laughs) I can. If I'm fresh, I can go out and hit the big, super high screams on Kiss of Death. And the next day, I'm like, oh, that hurt. But, you know, you get older, (sighs) the fans don't care. They want to hear you sing just like you did on Tooth and Nail, Under Lock and Key, Back to the Attack. They don't care if you've done another thousand shows, you know. So what can I do? You know, I do the best I can. And on this record, we were very conscious for me to sing in my comfortable range on this record. I don't need to prove anything anymore that I could sing alto and hit beat that's above A. You know, Halford can still do it. Even Halford doesn't do it all the time. So I just figured I got nothing to prove. I'm gonna sing comfortable or I can get emotion and emote my lyrics and be passionate without trying to be in the studio and killing myself, trying to sound like I did in 1987. Yeah. And that's what we did on this record.
1: Well, Don, on the flip side of that, what do you think of bands that are still gone that maybe shouldn't um, be using a lot of enhancements, a lot of tapes? We won't get into names or anything, but it's been kind of out there. Um, what I, I, played what yeah. <laughs> I played with them.
0: Yeah. I played with them. Leave it (laughs) at that
1: yeah i mean i just it's just some a lot of people uh it's kind of divided some fans say it's a show let the show go on and other fans um uh, even graham bonnet said he didn't have a problem with it in some respects but um do you think bands should keep going and, and doing that show or do you think they should stop
0: well, like with Graham's situation, you know, it was different. He had a brain tumor. So, yeah. you know, and he had to leave. I think mm-hmm. that Kelly Hansen has done a great job, you know, like yeah. in Foreigner. And just, I mean, sounds amazing. But I don't have a problem with it. You know, I mean, let's face it. Our genre, when you come to a docking concert or Scorpions or you know, anybody, there's a lot of nostalgia, you know, things have changed now. You know, in the eighties, I had bodyguards surrounding me. Yeah. Nobody was allowed to get within 10 feet of me, you know, stay away from Don, don't talk to him. You know, he doesn't want to talk and he doesn't want to get sick. And, but now we do these meet and greets and you meet the fans and you sign autographs and that's cool. And I asked these young kids, I'm seeing 24, 25, 26. And I said, you weren't even born when I wrote some of these records.
1: <laughs>
0: Why are you coming <laughs> out? What turn do you want to do? And, and they say their parents, you know, yep. they handed down their records and CDs to them. And they said, when we got turned on to you guys, we were 12 or 13 or 14 and we couldn't see you. And then you guys broke up. So we didn't yep. get to see docking live and they're just happy that we're back. And to get to hear those songs they grew up on. So, on that merit, I get it. You know, you, you do the best you can, you sing the best you can, put on a good show. Uh, some of the bands we play with, when I see a singer singing and he's, the mic's here and he's moving his mouth and I hear it clearly, I'm like, he's not singing. That's. No. I can't say who, but it's not, it's not my right to pass judgment on anybody, you know? Sure. But I have seen some bands and I, I'm like, well, if you're going to fake it, practice. <laughs> and <laughs> like, right. I see it on YouTube. YouTube they, detectives. Yeah. The, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You go on YouTube <laughs> and you see the guys, he's singing, you know, <laughs> he's doing this and he goes, pulls the mic away and he's still perfect. And I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. I think he's faking it. Man. And they have the background vocals recorded and all that shit. So if the fans are happy and they paid the money and they want to go see the show and see the band members and the production and they're happy, I, I got no problem with that. But for me, if I can't sing anymore and I'm just sucking every night, which I have before, then I'll probably just go home. I'll just say it's what's that old saying? You throw a party and no one shows up, you know? Yeah. Uh, when it gets to that point, I would probably call it our curse in Doc and always was Jeff Pilson sang great, Mick Brown sang great. We were known for the harmonies in my dreams, Into the Fire, yeah. The Hunter. Uh and I'm lucky now that Chris mccarvel on bass is a singer. John Levin sings great, but he hates singing. But he's <laughs> really good. And BJ sings so we can maintain the uh the sound of docking with the big harmonies. We're still pulling it off. We don't use tape, we don't use auto-tune. I am somewhat offended uh when I hear records now and it's obviously yeah. a lot of these girl singers they can't sing and they put it through that thing called autotune and it sounds like a robot a lot no. of the rappers r&b hip hoppers they go they're not singing they're just they just sing one take and go put it in the machines fix it make it in tune well that's not music man you know no. i've sang a song 10 times over you know, when Michael Wagner was Bruce, he, he's, you sounded great, Don, but you were just a little <laughs> bit yeah. flat. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I do it again. Well, nowadays, you just push a button and it puts you right on tune.
2: I think the raw video of uh, Stars with Dio in 85, you guys were doing, I, I can't remember if it was you, but other singers were like, you, you doing those passes a few times, right? Like, yes. Just, you know. What was that right.
0: like, by the way? Yeah. Like, you know, the joke on that video is I knew everybody was gonna show up in leather jackets and studs and <laughs> and, and I thought, well, you know what? I think I'll just show up in a white suit, which I did. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, like yeah I remember face, that. Suit yeah, that. That's right. yeah. And I thought I'm gonna be anti rock and everybody's all leathered out and, and I remember Ronnie pushes the button. And he said, hey, Don, GQ called. <laughs> <laughs> and I got this, like, cool Versace pinstripe suit on. You know, I could have drug yeah. out my leathers and stuff, but I knew everybody was going to show up looking like that, so <laughs> I went anti. But, uh, and as in the video, I was trying to cop Ronnie's music as melodies, and the melodies were very Dio. So I was, you know, seen trying to sing like he would want me to sing, like his melody. And finally, he, it's on the film, and he said, "Don, just be yourself. Here's the line: Just be Don Dock, and you don't have to try to copy me or anybody else. Just sing it." And I did, and I did a couple takes, and I got it quick. I'm not, I'm a quick study. I don't I don't spend hours on vocals. Either I get it or I don't.
2: An iconic we, performance They had to ask you amazing kind of, yeah
1: but this is just something that came up because we we talked to michael shanker last year and he uh you you sang on blackout your name's in the credits we talked with michael and and uh he, he was yeah. kind of bitter he's still bitter about um his guitar work on that record and his really? song yeah his songwriting not being credited yeah It's a very big source of frustration for him to this day with with his brother. Do you have any thoughts? Do you remember him in the studio working on the album? Did you get to jam with him?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I was there through the whole thing. You know, uh, Dieter Dirks, that had been their longtime producer, had seen me play in Hamburg. And we were hoping I'd get a record deal. We were nobody. And he actually came to a little tiny club. Called the big app. They didn't even have a stage. I just we just set up the dance floor. Dieter said, "Hey, I got a ten-hour layover. I'll come see you." And then we were excited and we tried to play good. And we were just a three-piece band. It was Juan Crucier before we were at me. I was playing the lead guitar, and he walked up in his German accent. He goes, uh it was nice to see you, but uh, I don't like your band." <laughs> <laughs> and I went, "Ouch, ouch, ouch!" Oh. That hurt. Yeah, direct German come in yeah and he said but I noticed you sing with a lot of vibrato which I do I always have I don't know how to sing any other way and that was about the time that Klaus had had surgery same problem because he sang real high and he had these electrodes and wires and this thing on his belt and mm. he wasn't talking to anybody so that's when he asked me to would you like to come to Germany and sing? on the blackout album and i said you're kidding me right it's like somebody saying you want to sing with led zeppelin yeah. love <laughs> oh my god yeah i mean i was listening to scorpions on fly of the rainbow tokyo tapes back when uli john rock was it yeah. Roth was in yes. the band, and shanker and uli was just shredding it you know and he and was burned in the just, sky oh my god yeah. oh my god i mean yeah and, but then Michael for me was more of a melodic guitar player. Right. I don't see Michael as a shredder. I think he's more of like a, he like writes the solo. It, you can actually sing it after you he it a couple of times, very melodic. So, you know, I went back to LA and, and I came back to Germany and Dirk studios outside of Cologne and Dieter owned a, like a hotel behind the studio. And the deal was I would sing on the Scorpions album, just very, very high notes, super high. I mean, it killed me. I almost got a hernia. And and he said, I'll let you use Studio B, the little studio, you know, for a week. for singing on the Scorpions album. And then it got kind of all screwed up for a little while because I was behind the glass in the control room singing and some journalists had come and saw me singing, you know. And then all of a sudden these rumors started that Don Dawkins is going to be the new singer in Scorpions, and Klaus can't sing anymore. And, and I'd honestly say Klaus was there in the studio. They had this room. We'd all played Defender and Pac-Man. And he wasn't really talkative to me. And I finally went to Klaus one day and I said, I just want to say something. I'm just here to help. I'm just a session cat, man. I'm just trying to help you out. And I said, if the Scorpions asked me to join the band, I'd say no. And I told him, you are the sound of the Scorpions. You are Klaus Mina. Without you, my opinion, the band doesn't exist. And then we became the best of friends. Nice. <laughs> and Rudy came in, we were doing Paris is Burning, and he was giving us some ideas. And um, But there was, it was a bit weird because Matthias was there. And Michael was there. So Michael was coming in and out, but Matthias Jobs was there coming in. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, I wasn't involved in their politics, but I was going like, "Uh, what's going on? You know? So if you say Michael's bitter because he wrote a lot of the songs on Black Up wasn't credited, I don't understand that. Yeah. Because I was there the whole time. I was there for a month. And I had no reason to go home. And I sent, spent a lot of time in the studio with Dieter. But, I did, but then I, do, I did something stupid. And Dieter said, can you sing this note? Yeah. Can you sing higher? Uh-huh. Can you sing here? Uh, I think so. And I mean, I was getting up higher and higher and higher to the point that I hurt my voice. Oh, wow. So I finished the blackout and I went in the studio with Michael Wagner to do the demos for breaking the chains. And Michael said, you got this buzzing in your throat, this bzz, bzz. and I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'm hoarse now because I just woke up, but he goes, I hear this. He thought the microphone was broken and he kept checking the wires and he was checking, changing mics. He goes, and he come in the room and goes, sing to me. And I go, la, 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 la. And he goes, sound fine. Yeah. But I guess one of my vocal cords got a little damaged. And one was fine. So I sang clear, but Michael with his ears kept hearing this buzzing, distorted sound. I actually heard one of my vocal cords doing the Blackout um. Oh, so I had to stop. I had to go to a doctor. And he looked at my throat and he says, shut your mouth. Don't say a word. I'm like, oh, now I'm Klaus. <laughs> and uh, Dieter was going to Switzerland. Uh up to Ascona asked me if I wanted to go along so I didn't have to talk to anybody. And uh, that was the scariest ride I ever had. He was going about 150. (laughs) I shit, you He had this Mercedes they never released in America. I can't, it was a four-door, but it was called a 6.9 or something. But the thing went like 150. And, you know, and and I don't know if you know about Germany, they have these laws. You're not allowed to pass on the left. You know you can't pass on the right if you're in the left right he'd be in that left-hand lane and he's just pegged <laughs> and he had his 80 year old mother in the front seat and she's reading a magazine you know she's like 80 frau dirks and she's not stressing and i'm back in this i'm in the back seat like laying down going oh shit, we're gonna die we're gonna die we're gonna die and it would just get right up on their bumper, you know, and you hit the high beams, they'd move over. And I said, Dieter, what if they don't move over? <laughs> you know, what if they don't see you, we're dead. So we, I went to Ascona and stayed there a couple of weeks, rested my voice. And then he was getting ready to go back. And I said, I, I think I'll just rent a car. <laughs> and I'll just take my time driving back from Switzerland, back to Cologne, because my my stress levels were off the charts. I mean, I really did. He was going to kill me. And he'd had, as he's going there, he's telling me about all these accidents he had. Oh, I had my Ferrari. I was going 160. And I, Great. And I had my Porsche <laughs> and I rolled it three times. And I'm like, I really don't want to hear about this. <laughs> so uh, I rested my boys, came back, did the demos and the rest is history. I got a record deal. But as far as Michael, if he says he's bitter, I mean, I'm assuming he gets publishing. I'm assuming he gets royalties. You know, I get royalties for just singing on the album. Cause I was, my, a session. Well, I get checks, you know, 40 years later, I get this little check. It'll say blackout Dang <laughs> on force. I sing on no one like you give me all I need dynamite and the other one that the four big hits I sang all the high stuff that's cool I, and I'm very proud of it and it was great but I don't understand why Michael's angry but I understand the politics that you've got a new album come out and it's Matthias Jobs in the band and Michael left I think in the middle of the writing so what yeah. do you do yeah, you know, it's complicated. That. Yeah. Michael's leaving. He came in, he wrote some riffs. My memory is all the solos. I don't think Michael played any solos on that album. I think it's all Matias. That's my memory.
1: Okay. So, that's what um, I
0: read. I think I think that's about
2: right. I read that something like that. Yeah.
0: I don't think Michael, you know, fast forward 30 years, Michael did a song called uh he did an acoustic album called Thank You. And I and I was listening to him. I'm really good friends with Michael. And there was one song he did, and I really liked it. It was a video of him being in Italy, sitting on the stairs, playing this. Uh, and, I, and I said, you know, I wish I could write lyrics for that song on your record. And I ended up writing lyrics and sang on one of his acoustic albums. And now, for some reason, I can't remember the song. It was, I was walking down the long road, looking past, Peeling Solo. And I actually wrote about Michael, you know, because Mm -hmm. I've known him for 30 years. And it's no secret he had his problems, right? Yeah. Yeah. Drugs, manic, depression, all kinds of stuff, you know. Yeah. And maybe that's why he left. So but Michael, uh, I, I feel bad that he says he's bitter about not being credited. But honestly. All I can tell you is when I was there, it was Matias plan. End of yeah. story.
2: must've been surreal. I mean, to just on the demos, to be in that moment, um, must've been just so surreal. I
1: it was, mean, like, like he said yeah.
0: it was like a little kid, you know, I was 20, <laughs> I was 23. Yeah. So, you know, here's my heroes and I don't speak German. I'm trying to learn. And the only thing that first thing I learned was, uh, Every morning, Frau Dirks, Dieter's mom, would say, you know, ask me what, what we want to eat. So I just learned how to say, Spiegel mit Schinken, bitte. That just meant ham and eggs, please. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning, I was like, Spiegel mit Schinken, bitte. You know, mm-hmm. but German's not very complicated. It, the English language comes in German. You know, milk. In German, it's milch. Good morning, it's guten Morgen. Good night, it's guten Nacht. If you have half a brain and you listen to people, you can pick up in little phrases, you know, yeah so but uh, yeah, I just ate uh scrambled eggs and half. That's all I to order. not Dirk. She didn't speak a word of English, but it was really wonderful to be in the studio and watch Dieter, who's a genius producer. He did the Tokyo tapes. He was with them from the beginning. He financed their tours when they were nobody, you know, he got them going and to sit in the studio and listen to them, to watch the blackout album, like a flower and kind of bloom. And I'm listening, has it getting better and better and better and better. And then it came out and that's the album that launched them. Yeah. So I was very, I feel very blessed. that I got to be there for the process.
2: I was always wondering, did you see any issues with, because uh, I know uh, Herman and I think, is it Francois? Uh, I always forget how to pronounce Francis. it. That's Francis. Francis, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they, um, I know, because uh, we, we talked to Klaus once uh, about, um, it was the anniversary of Love at First Sting, and he said for a while they were off those sessions. I guess there were some personnel issues, and then they came back. Did you notice anything like that during the blackout era, or maybe things were fine at that point?
0: Oh, boy. Um, I don't know if I should talk about that. Okay. <laughs> um, I was just curious. I... I know. I was there for the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I don't know. I sang on Herman the Germans album when Herman did a solo album. I did actually yeah, yeah. sang the whole record. I okay. sang the whole record. Yeah. Um, Cliff Bernstein and Peter Mensch, who were a manager, the biggest manager in the world at the time, which was yeah. uh, Q Prime, and I was did the album. And Don says, "You can't sing on the whole record. You're signed to Electra. Yeah, I was just trying to help Herman out. Yeah. Well, so I, I had just finished producing the first Great White album, which was Out of the Night. I produced that with Michael. So I brought in Jack Russell. I said, okay, how about Jack sings half the record and I'll sing half the record. And close was, yeah, you can't sing the whole record. It's You're not allowed to. So, and uh, I, hung, I know Herman really, really well. And we hung out. We actually rented a place down at the beach for a while while I was making it. And I do know what happened during Blackout, but I probably should just keep my mouth shut sure i got fair enough gotcha i mean, I wish i could say <laughs> yeah you know, yeah tell the truth but i don't want i don't want you know clouds yeah or yeah your friends or, you yeah yeah of course we wouldn't, we wouldn't we wouldn't on. ask you to yeah why are you yeah. telling the secrets <laughs> you know, telling all what? the secrets you know about michael and his brother rudy and
1: yeah you know
0: <laughs> But we, people always say, how come every time scorpions come to California, you guys always open? It's always talking. Mm. I go, cause we're we're bros, you know. Yeah, cause a tight. And, when they come to L.A., you know, I lived in Benedict Canyon, Timmins, the Rainbow. Done. Come to the Rainbow, having drinks. I'm like, oh, all right. I always thought, found it interesting that Klaus talks musically. He, he, Hello, Don, you must come down and have a drink with us. Rudy is coming and Mickey, because, you know, Mickey D's now Scorpions. Yeah, right. Talking, and but he kind of every sentence, he kind of goes up in the last word. Don, what are you doing? You must come <laughs> down. All right, California. We really had a blackout. He always kind of <laughs> scoops his sentences. Yeah, yeah. I always found that you notice that. You have yeah, to. It's yeah, it's unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when he's talking live, I go, that's an interesting vernacular. How he, you know, all right, big Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's
2: awesome. You it's know, always the
0: last word goes up. And I love him dearly. And all those guys, they've been very kind to me over the years. And uh, I think what was, let's put it this way during blackout, I think a lot of things were going sideways kind of like Dawkins toward the end of our career we did blackout i didn't even see jeff mick and george <laughs> they and cut their tracks they go off to the rainbow with a bag of cocaine and i go in the studio at midnight with michael and i sing my vocals yeah. we didn't even see each other during that record mm. and i think there was kind of that same thing going on with the scorpions and i don't know and i'm not going to say anymore yeah, fair enough. Yeah, totally understand. Let's talk you about, uh, have you heard the whole record, or they just give you "Fugitive" and "Gypsy"? They gave uh, us just fugitive, "Fugitive" and "Gypsy." Fugitive and Gypsy. We're we
1: That's it. They're fantastic. Yeah.
0: Oh my god! Thank so you.
1: we're we're good. We're we're uh, we're on this one as soon as it comes out. So. We're
0: chopping. We're, we're just we're ready. <laughs> All right. Fugitive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fugitive right now. I love fugitive. Yeah. I produced it, and we. Ended up getting this place called Meow Wolf to film in. And I called it my old friends, Tom Strickfaden, who had directed many, many docking videos, Life in the Sun, One Live Night. A great director. And he had all these toys. We filmed that in 5K, which means Mm. movie quality. Then I brought in Chris Ayers, who directs a show called Dark Winds. It's about the Navajo Nation. So we got really lucky to get all these really top-notch people to do fugitive and uh the record company didn't have the budget and I said I don't care about money I just want to do it and we were if you look at it we, we were over half a million hits yeah. half a million that's a shitload now yeah oh yeah these it days is. you get 10,000 hey we we got 10,000 views yeah we got half a million 550,000 then gypsy came out animated that's a 200,000 so Obviously, there must be something good about the song. I think the video we did is very off the wall. It's not a performance video. And uh, and I'm just really happy that people like it. And now the fans, when we go on tour, they're yelling Fugitive. Yeah. In the That's front. So cool. Play Fugitive. Play Fugitive. Yes. And I'm like, the label said, no, you can't. I went, what? Because they don't want people holding up their iPhones. Oh, right. And yeah. it sounds like shit. Let's face it.
2: Yeah.
0: God, I see so many things on YouTube and people hold up their iPhone. It's distorted. It sounds like crap. And then somebody says, Yeah, I saw Doc and they played their new single. Sounds like shit. Well, yeah, it's a freaking, a
2: freaking iPhone from way back in the house. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right.
0: In the note right. section
1: and it's completely
0: yeah. distorted. I'm like,
1: A little tiny mic on it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. So everybody's crucifying us. At least now, I just got my new iPhone. It's got a better mic. It's got a better camera. Right. So the record company said, we don't want you playing Fugitive. We don't want you playing Gypsy. And then I got this wild hair at my ass about, instead of the typical performance video, why don't we do Gypsy animated? So I hired a girl in Poland. She actually hand-drew all our characters. Mm. If you see the Gypsy video, yeah. it's pretty wild. It's it's surreal. It's different. Yeah. It's different. Anybody can just, okay guys, put up your amps, bring in some cameras, set up your back line, get the marshals. you know, film it, edit it, boom, bang, out the door. We wanted to try something different. I'm actually struggling right now with our next single, our next video is Over the Mountain. Mm. And the was supposed to be, uh, is it me or is it you? The director called me and he said, I'm stuck. I bit up more I can chew. I cannot animate this in AI. I got to, I can you pick another song? So then I picked over the mountain. I just got it yesterday. I saw it. I hate it. Mm-hmm. So wow. My dilemma after my interviews today at five, I got to start calling people and going, I can't release the video. It's not oh, good. Yeah. It's animated, but it's, they do with they. You know what a deep fake is? Mm-mm. No. Deep fake. They They take like, you know, that's what all the actors are complaining about. Oh,
2: they AI. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. You know, like on on uh, Top Gun.
2: Right. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Right. And they, showed, and they showed him, you know, when he was young, they just take his face from when he was young and they put it on. It's called deep fake. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my girlfriend's a director, a casting director, and she knows all about it. Hmm. The actors don't like it when you take their face and put it in another movie. Sure. Yeah. They want you to look like when you did, when you were, 20, like Val Kilmer is, right. um, and they show him when he was young. And so, this guy tried to do deep fake for with John and me, and I was played it for my chick. She goes, That looks ridiculous, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm like, Gee, thanks for the confidence, you know. And she said, Yeah, it's not deep fake, deep fake, it's bad, deep fake, yeah. So, I after today, I have to figure out what the hell I'm gonna do. We have a plan because the album comes out October 27th. Yep. Heaven Comes Down comes out, it's October. We yeah. missed the whole summer tour. Oh, so we're screwed. Oh. So now we're I'm right in the middle of planning our European Japanese tour. Europe right on for 2024. Okay. Well, you got November, December, January, February, March, right. April, May, Jog. Oh, shit, that's eight months from now. The album could be dead in the water. So I was talking to the guys in Extreme and Tommy, their manager, and John Levin, my guitar player, is great friends with the guys in Extreme. And he said, We're going to do a video for every song on our record. Okay. I like that. To yeah. keep the album alive. Yeah, sure. Keep it on social media. You know, the world's changed. You know, people click on a video, yeah. they watch 30 seconds next. Watch yeah. a video three seconds next. I mean, the attention span of this planet is yeah, you're tiny, right. tiny. Nobody engages, they just, yeah. All right, I saw the one minute of the docking video, onto the winger video, yeah, and then right. on
2: TikTok or Facebook or something, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, so that's why I wanted Fugitive changing all these locations like every four seconds, so you'd be like, whoa, 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 What's that? What was that? Yeah. Yeah, and that's why we got a half a million views. So I'm gonna try to make a video for every song on "Heaven Comes Down."
1: Nice, right on.
0: To animated can awesome. be live. At some point, we'll probably collapse into the get a stage, get some lights, bring in some cameras. We'll just sing the songs live and do some special effects. And we're just trying yeah. to keep it alive. And that started last year. Well. How long has it been since the ACDC album came out? A year? Two years? No, no, no. Oh, two years.
2: Uh, I, two, was that twenty? Yeah, two or two
1: or three.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, was, power
1: power it, up. Time you know. flies. <laughs> it's insane. They're yeah.
0: ACDC. It's a great record. Oh, They're yeah. gods. Yeah. It's ACDC. And I bought it and I, and I went, man, good record. Yeah. Right? It's old school. Yeah. It charted and it was just gone. Yeah. In a month just Insane. gone yeah and i went well, i busted my ass for over two years to make this record i don't want my record gone in a month and i've toured with acdc you know we did stadiums with them in europe and yeah. you know they went old school but i liked it yeah but then again, i'm an acdc fan but i watched them go shoot up the charts really high and i just saw it plummeting yeah and because I don't know what's going on in the world today with this, with TikTok and Twitter and Instagram, everybody just wants it now. Come on, let's move on. I want more content, more yeah. content. And uh, the world's changed. You know, the MTV days are, days are gone. Trivia, yeah. when Breaking the Chains came out the first year of MTV. They played Breaking the Chains every 45 minutes. Wow. They didn't have 24 hours of videos, you know, so they just kept. I'm not complaining, (laughs) right? Right. And I I don't watch TV anymore because I can't stand 90 day fiance, my 600 pound life, uh, you know, uh, the housewives of basketball players. (laughs) I just think it's just pablum, it's just low brow, low IQ bullshit yeah. and it's it's gone to hell in a handbasket
2: yeah, it has mtv and hasn't played it. videos mtv hasn't played videos in like know, 20 many years 15 15, 15 years maybe
1: 20 like yeah,
2: 20
0: 25 yeah it's all axis least axis still plays you know the best of the 80s yeah the best heavy metal they're regurgitating the uh, heavy metal saturdays they used to have with that guy and Uh, I just don't watch him to be. I just you know, 16 and pregnant. What the hell's that all about? I don't give a shit if you're pregnant at 16. You should have been on the pill. But they're (laughs) glorifying it. Yeah. And all this stuff. I think all this stuff influenced me writing this new record. And I wasn't about to dumb down my lyrics and dumb down my music and dumb down my relation, my my musical arrangements. I just wouldn't do it. I'm not going to do it. I don't need to do it. Yeah. I don't need to make records. You can see behind right. me. I think I've sold enough records. To keep going the rest yes, of indeed. <laughs> yeah. We're know? glad
1: you made, made one. Yeah. though. we really are. So we're, we're, we're great. It's a, I, we're pumped, man. We're so pumped for this.
0: Like yeah. October 27th coming at you. 27 heaven comes down. Uh, man, there's some really great songs on that album, uh, Dawkins was famous for always making our records. As you know, all the Dawkins, we'd always end the last song with a burner yeah. Tooth and Nail, Till the Living End, Heaven Comes Down, Lightning Strikes Again. We'd always used to end the album with a really fast song. On this album, I took a big risk, and this album ends with just me playing acoustic guitar and singing. Nice. And it's a story about me leaving LA after my whole life and ending up on a mountain. In the middle of freaking nowhere. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, I literally live in the middle of nowhere. And I'm going to let you guys go because I got yeah, I t- love this
2: too. Yeah.
0: When I say I live in the boon, I have my band finally come up after two And they're like, dude, you really do live in the middle of
1: nowhere. <laughs> that house is gorgeous. Oh, look at that. Oh, my God. Wow.
0: That's breathtaking. That's yeah. he got, our living room. I mean that's that's a hundred miles from here, you know, those mountains. Yeah. That's and every friend. we have 19 windows and every room in the house has different views like that. Yeah. And when the sun goes down, you have the beautiful sunsets and the city lights. So it was a very different atmosphere than you know, I don't know where you guys live, but you know, everybody has a house five mm-hmm. feet next to them. Right. And I, I just yeah. yeah, I just uh, <laughs> I'm done. With, <laughs> I've been here my yep, whole yep. life. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm getting old. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to go.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. With my dogs and my misses, and just you know, and just look at that every morning when I wake up. Yeah, so relational. You know, you know, you've been in recording studios, right? Oh yes. yeah, once. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yep. it's four walls, no windows. Yeah. In my studio, it's all windows.
2: That's awesome.
0: So I'm at the console recording with Bill Palmer, and we're looking at the sun going down, rainbow sunsets, city lights coming up, mm. wind blowing through trees. It, it was a whole different trip for me to write this record. That's awesome. So I got to go, guys. Hey, man. Docking.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Yeah. yeah.